Hello, you beautiful soul, and welcome to episode 8 of Bergie's Better Tomorrow. I hope you have been enjoying the sunshine. I know most of my listeners right now are located in the Pacific Northwest, and we have been seeing, finally, some peaks of sun. So take advantage of those. Step out into the sun. Even if it's just for a few minutes, go and get some sunlight. It'll do great things for you. We're just going to jump right into this episode. This episode, we're going to be talking about body dysmorphia. And body dysmorphia is something that anybody of any age is able to experience, and that's why I think it is an important topic to touch on. A definition that I have by the Mayo Clinic about body dysmorphic disorder says that it is a mental health condition in which you can't stop thinking about one or more perceived defects or flaws in your appearance, a flaw that appears minor or can't even be seen by others. But you may feel so embarrassed, ashamed, and anxious that you may avoid many social situations. When you have body dysmorphic disorder, you intensely focus on the appearance on your appearance and body image, repeatedly checking the mirror, grooming or seeking reassurance sometimes for many hours each day. Your perceived flaws and the repetitive behaviors cause you significant distress and impact your ability to function in your daily life. You may seek out numerous cosmetic procedures to try and fix your perceived flaws. Afterwards, you may feel temporary satisfaction or reduction in the distress, but often the anxiety returns and you may resume searching for other ways to fix your perceived flaws. Now, that's what they describe as body dysmorphic disorder, and especially towards the end when they were talking about wanting to fix those things. That's why I think it's an important thing to talk about how to change your mindset instead of trying to change your body. Because I'm going to tell you right now, your body is perfect. It is just your mindset and your image of yourself that makes you feel like you are maybe not perfect, but you are one beauty queen or handsome stud. I don't know who it is that's listening to this, but just know you are very beautiful. Now let's jump into how you can also start to see yourself as a beautiful human being. When I think of body dysmorphia, what I think of in like my past experience with it, because I too used to suffer from body dysmorphia. I used to have a hard time seeing myself how other people saw me, and I would always fill my head with other false information that made me feel worse about myself. And now I'm at a place where I love my body a lot more. But when I used to experience body dysmorphia and bad thoughts, what I specifically remember is... Okay, I'm going to have you picture something. So if you haven't seen Kung Fu Panda, pause this episode right now and go watch Kung Fu Panda so you know what I'm talking about. It's a great movie. Anyways, you know that part where Poe the panda overhears the awesome five talking about how fat he is and how round he is. How could he ever be a dragon warrior when he can't even look down and see his own toes? And then Poe the panda is standing there and he's trying to look at his toes, but he can't even see his toes then he gets really sad. That's how I used to see myself. Like when I would stand and if I would look down and I couldn't see my toes, even though I was probably like leaning back or just the way that I was viewing myself, I would put my chin all the way down and I would try and look at my toes. And when I couldn't see them, I started to cry because I thought that I was fat and ugly and that people were making fun of me the same way that they were making fun of Poe the Panda. And I used to wear clothes that were maybe a little bit too tight on me and made me uncomfortable, but I didn't feel like I was able to size up in the clothing. I felt like 
where I was at, the age I was at, and where maybe some of my other friends were at, I had to be able to fit into the same sizes as them, which was a hard thing for me to realize that it's such a small change that could affect like having clothes that fit me better now and make me feel confident when I walk around instead of always having to readjust my clothing and always feeling like people would notice the flaws about me that I was noticing in myself too. Then I was able to learn that that's not really the fact and people are usually way more worried about themselves than they are about other people. Like I was way too focused on how I felt I appeared to others that I wasn't ever thinking about what other people looked like. I wasn't judging them in the way that I thought other people were judging me. And even if I was a chunky kid at the time, I didn't have a mindset that that was a beautiful thing. But you know what? It is a beautiful thing no matter where you're at. And finding clothes that fit me better is one of my first suggestions to you guys. Maybe try out different styles of pants, different styles of shirts. I didn't realize how many other clothing options there were outside of the few places that my dad would take me shopping and he was not somebody who was well informed about clothing and that kind of stuff and not that any of this is his fault that I'm saying but it wasn't an influence that I was given ahead of time I guess it wasn't something that I learned until I was much older and realized wow like maybe I like this type of clothes or something like that but also Body dysmorphia isn't just seeing yourself as bigger than you really are. It could also be seeing yourself as smaller than you really are, not feeling like you are tall enough, not feeling like you are have long enough hair. There are so many ways that people experience body dysmorphia because it is about how they view themselves and oftentimes it is hard for other people to understand the the flaws that others see in themselves, because we typically don't see those flaws in other people. But we can see when somebody holds themselves confidently. When somebody's walking down and they look like what we now call that main character energy, feeling very confident in themselves and how it is that they hold themselves when they are around other people. Body dysmorphia can also be seen when people are working out. I've noticed the more that I talk with people who are active in the gym and who are trying to build their perfect body kind of thing, they also experience body dysmorphia. Sometimes it didn't start until they had started working out. They developed body dysmorphia once they realized that when they start to compare where they are now to where they want to be, and then they feel as though they aren't to that yet, so they are judging themselves and putting themselves down for where they are at now. Do not put yourself down for where you are at now, okay? If you have a specific body that you are building in the gym, that's great, but be happy with where you are now too because otherwise you will never be satisfied with yourself because you will always continue to see bigger people or people that have whatever it is that you were trying to build in yourself. Maybe somebody else has been working at it longer and already has it, or genetics. Genetics are a big part of working out too and how our body develops muscle and how we can lose weight, anything like that. People need to stop comparing themselves so much. Like It's good to have goals, yes, but please remember that you are beautiful where you are at right now. And there's different ways that you can learn to take care of yourself that maybe make you feel healthier internally and fulfilled 
which can also help with body dysmorphia, especially if you have a bad relationship with food, then choosing healthier alternatives or being able to look at more gut health type stuff is something that could also aid in you feeling better about what you see in the mirror if you this doesn't always work, but I know for some people this has worked. If you are able to change your diet and know that you are giving yourself good things, then usually you are able to see yourself as better compared to if you eat bad food and then feel bad about it later. We'll be getting into topics of eating disorders and stuff in a later topic, but eating disorders is something that can be formed when you have body dysmorphia or body dysmorphic disorder. Having a healthier relationship with food is often something that aids in not having quite as bad body dysmorphia. Not always in every case, but I've done some reading on that Mayo Clinic website. Now moving into the next suggestion, it's about judgment. Whether that's from other people, you to other people, we're going to dive right into that. So if people are making judgmental remarks about you and your body or your clothing, something about your physical appearance, then that there's a good chance that they're self-conscious about that same thing of their selves, of themselves. They are likely to notice flaws in other people that they notice in themselves. And that works the same way from the opposite side. If you are somebody who is judging somebody else for their physical appearance or clothing that they wear, is it because those are the same flaws that you're noticing in yourself that they have also? Or is it because you are jealous of the flaw that you are noticing in yourself that they do not have or something like that. If you are somebody who still judges other people by their body or the way that they are physically, maybe reflect on yourself and see if why you are doing that. Why is somebody else's physical appearance bothering you so much that you feel like you need to jump to conclusions about them? And if you're able to stop doing that, then you will likely not notice those things in yourself. That's kind of how I was along my self-love in my body type journey. If you are somebody who thinks of those thoughts, something that you feel you're going to judge somebody else for, stop yourself in your tracks, okay? You have to be the one. You know, like when you're doing something illegal on the road, there's an officer that is going to pull you over kind of thing. Do that to yourself. Be your own officer for your mindset. When you think of something where you are going to be judgmental of somebody else for their physical appearance that isn't actually bothering you or harming you or somebody else in any way, then stop and cancel it. Cancel it. Think of something positive about that person that you notice because when you are able to start doing that for other people that you see in your life, you can start doing it easier for yourself. It's kind of like a practice. It's also important to remember that bodies are like snowflakes. They come in all different shapes, all different sizes, and even though snowflakes that we see in ads likely look all the same, There's probably a template that is on whatever web developers use or even movies use. Anything where they do like an advertisement of something to the public, most of those snowflakes are going to be the ones that are the perfect snowflakes. You know, in a Christmas movie, you're going to see a perfect snowflake fall onto the nose of the kid that's waiting for Santa Claus. That's the same thing that we see in society. Just because the perfect the genetically blessed person is the one that you see or the one who has worked really hard on their body is the one that you see and in the advertisement that's that's their job that's what they do for a living and their face is their work that doesn't necessarily mean that that is the beauty standard for every single person 
because when we are out in nature, just outside when it's snowing and you see different snowflakes, they're all going to look different if you can even see them. And chances are you aren't going to be judging those snowflakes, are you? You aren't going to stick your tongue out ready to catch a snowflake and then put your tongue back in your mouth because this snowflake doesn't look perfect or because it's half a snowflake or because it's a clump of snowflakes. No, you're just going to enjoy that it's snowing or maybe you'll hate that it's snowing, but you aren't going to be judging the individual snowflakes. Okay. Try and think about that. But with humans, obviously it's a little bit different because you can see humans better than you can snowflakes, but it works in the same way. We judge each other so harshly when there isn't other things in this world that we judge the same. Even though the snowflake that we catch on our tongue does not look like the perfect snowflake that was in the movie or on the billboard that we passed doesn't mean that we are going to deny the snowflake from us enjoying it. And there's a quote that I really like that I've heard before that really ties in well with what we're talking about. And it's that comparison is the thief of joy. And that is so true because when you are comparing yourselves to others or comparing any part of you to any other place in your past life, where you want to be in your future life, wherever you're comparing yourself is where you are lacking joy because you are taking the chance of you enjoying it and turning it into just comparison. You're getting in your own way of the chance that you could enjoy the moment that you're in a lot more. Something else that is really hard to do but really helps with body dysmorphia, as you are learning to talk to yourself with more love is you have to let go of that old mindset you have to be able to let go of the the old mindset that you had of yourself you have to be able to let that go so you can make room for different views of yourself just like the same thing that works in any area of your life the more consistency you have with it the more strong it'll be you know And in this case, it would be a stronger mindset because learning to love yourself or have a different view in any situation isn't just something that can typically happen overnight. It's something that you have to consistently bring up and put into your mind as a positive version in order for it to stick because changing habits is hard, especially when it's something in our mind that isn't just physical. It can be harder to hold ourselves accountable in those ways. We have to slowly rewire our brains to view ourselves as somebody beautiful instead of something that we have had in the past where it was just full of negative. Or maybe we took in other people's views and judgmental comments too much that it actually started to affect our image of ourselves. We don't want that. Let that go. Every time that you start to see yourself as ugly or imperfect or try and point out a flaw in yourself, stop yourself. Okay, the same way that you would do it for somebody else that I was just talking about, like being an officer for yourself when judging others, do that for yourself too. But working on it with others will help make working on it for yourself easier because it can be so hard to stop yourself in your tracks for something. You have to be very self-aware in order to understand, you know, in order to realize it in the moment. So if you were to think of yourself in some negative way, stop yourself in your tracks tell yourself you're wrong, okay? That thought is wrong. I am beautiful. And then give yourself a compliment in whatever area. It doesn't even have to be out loud, just in your head, especially if you're with other people or you are in a public area where you pass by a mirror and you view yourself as less than you really are. 
Stop yourself in your tracks. Tell yourself something beautiful. Give yourself some type of compliment, something that is reassuring and that's how you can begin to make it a better habit over time. If you're able to stop it in its tracks, that is the best way that you can slowly have that better mindset because you are not only noticing it, but then you're switching it. And then eventually you won't have those negative thoughts and you will just be reminding yourself constantly that you are so beautiful, that you are so worthy, that you are one sexy beast, that you are one cute button, whatever it is, however you want to view yourself or how you want other people's to view you, give yourself that validation. It's kind of in the same way that you would train a dog or maybe raise a kid. I mean, not that I am very familiar with either of, of those things, but it, this is what I can picture. Okay, if you're training a dog or raising a kid, when they do something that is wrong, that is a pattern you want to stop, you usually stop them in their tracks, right? You stop it and you're like, hey, no, like that's not right. That's not what we want to do. If it's a dog, you restart whatever it is that you were originally doing until they get it right. That's what you need to do for yourself. That is how you would train yourself to have that beautiful mindset of yourself. It takes consistency and it takes stopping it in the moment because then you are putting a halt to that negative thought ever going further down or you are putting a stop to that negative thought, building off of itself and letting it sit in you for the rest of the day because that's something that can be so hard. When you have a negative thought about yourself, it can really ruin your entire day. And learning how to kind of stop those thoughts in your track, like I've said so many times, but it can help you have a better tomorrow. Ha! Kind of ties in with the title of this podcast. But it can really help you in the future because just like anything I was saying earlier, the more you practice it, the stronger it gets. Think about it if you are somebody who works out, okay? You know that it's going to take quite a few years before you start to see and feel improvements in the areas that you specifically want like to see full results and to feel healthier in yourself it's going to do the same thing for a mindset so if you can start today or if you're tired for the day start tomorrow if you can start now imagine where you will be at in a year not even then imagine where you'll be at in like four months imagine not talking down to yourself like that but being able to lift yourself up and being that support system for yourself Something else that is going to be important to do is to love yourself and tell yourself good things from multiple different angles or multiple different things that you do. Because if you only feel beautiful when you have taken your 105th picture of you trying so many different poses and trying to get the perfect angle where you look what your idea of perfect is, then that's not really self-love. You got to be able to love yourself how you are naturally and not just when you are putting on an image and putting so much effort into looking a specific way. Being able to love yourself when you're sitting up, when you're hunched over, when you're standing, when you're maybe walking, when you're laughing. Different people will have different parts of them that they feel is flawed. But those parts of you that you focus on as being flawed or that come up most commonly in your when you are thinking of yourself in bad ways, those probably aren't the only ones. If you view yourself bad in one way, there's likely another area. So being able to recognize where that is and being able to practice loving yourself and complimenting yourself and seeing beauty in yourself from all different angles, all different activities that you might do, anything that you would feel 
is maybe something you would get anxious about how other people are viewing you, be able to find love in those areas. The same way that you take time to care for each part of a garden, okay, you don't just water one plant and hope that the rest of the plants are going to get the water that is six feet away from them, right? You go and water every flower whenever you do that, or you water every part of your garden, no matter what kind of garden it is. Or even if you're building a house, okay, you don't just build up one part of the house. You have to be able to build up all parts of the house in order for it to be stable and long-lasting, okay? You have to be able to be there for yourself in all of those different ways as well. Being able to water your own garden or build your own house of a mental state is it's going to be so amazingly incredible if you can learn to do it in all areas because... If you are able to find love for yourself in one area, but you still hate on yourself or judge yourself in another area, you are still stuck in that mindset of negative self-talk. It's a great start, but you have to keep going. You got this. And if sometimes you fall down or you fall to judgment to yourself, if you mess up one day and you're having a really hard time giving yourself those compliments, giving yourself those positive reminders, it's okay. It's totally okay. You don't have to try... 1000% every single day if it is exhausting for you. Because remember, your 100%, even if you were to try 100% every day, that 100% is going to look different on different days because your energy level, your mental state is going to be different on different days. So don't beat yourself up. Don't kick yourself while you're already down. Just continue the rest of your day trying to have a relaxing day or a non stressful day. Maybe spend some time with yourself. And then tomorrow, pick yourself back up. Be the one to pick yourself back up. Because if you aren't able to be the one to pick yourself back up, if you aren't the one to give yourself that validation that you seek from others, you are going to go and try and find it in other relationships. And then that will be the key thing that you're looking for in a relationship. And when you find it, you may be blind to other factors, what we call like red flags or unhealthy parts of a relationship because you are just focused that they are providing you with a validation that you are unable to find in yourself. For this week's activity, I want you to practice some self-love talk, whether that is out loud when you're by yourself or if it's in your head when you're going through a struggle in the moment. I want you to practice self-love talk. Be able to give yourself a compliment. Be able to talk to yourself the way that you would talk to your best friend or talk to anybody that you love. Because once you're able to start practicing a little bit, you will learn to trust yourself more because I know people right now who struggle with trusting their own good words because they still have those intrusive thoughts that say you're wrong. Those positive thoughts are wrong when in reality, that's the negative self-talk sneaking back up. Practice self-love talk to one area of your body, some area of your physical appearance. If you are somebody who struggles so much in one area that you don't feel like you can start to heal yet, Focus on an area of your body that you maybe love a little bit more than the hardest spot. And if you're able to work on that, then that'll be good practice to be able to work on the hardest spots of yourself, the parts where you judge yourself the most. Think about how you want somebody else to talk to you, how you want somebody else to view your body or the things that you wish you would hear from somebody else and give that to yourself. With that, I want you to have a great rest of your week and enjoy some sunshine as well as going and getting yourself something to drink right now. If you haven't had very much water today, go and pour yourself a glass of water. Go get yourself a meal, something yummy, something that makes you feel good about yourself. 
remember that you are beautiful. However you are today, you are beautiful. And with that, I will see you guys back here next week, probably on a Monday. I'm going to try and go back to the Mondays being the podcast days. Bye.